everybody, St. Paul here, and welcome to Music on the Run, and guess what? This episode is a little bit different. We're actually going to dedicate the whole show to running. That's right. Yep, the whole show is about running this time, and we talk a little bit about music and who trains with music. Anyway, we got a coach on, we've got a doctor, and of course, we've got the geezers of gear. That's my running team with my buddy who started it. This is Bill. He's on the show. Yeah, so tune in. That's next on Music on the Run. Before we get started here, do me a favor. Wherever you got this podcast, make sure you subscribe. Give us a rating. And if you have time and like what you're hearing, make sure you write a review. It really helps us get the word out so we can have a lot more people coming to the party. Hey, everybody. I'm St. Paul Peterson. Prince gave me that nickname, and I've been lucky enough to tour with people like the Steve Miller Band, Kenny Loggins, Peter Frampton, Donnie Osmond, to name a few. And when I'm not playing music, I love to run. And this is a podcast about how we stay healthy on the road, physically, mentally, and with our families. Welcome to Music on the Run. Hey everybody, St. Paul Peterson here, and welcome to episode 23 of Music on the Run, another interview from the famous Peterson basement. We've made a lot of music in this basement, but tonight we're going to talk about running. This episode is totally different. This is our running episode. Most of our episodes are about music and acting and and all that kind of stuff, but we're really going to take a deep dive into running. It is called Music on the Run, isn't it? So uh, we're going to get some experts in the field and some not-so-experts in the field and uh, give you some insight into training, injury recovery, equipment, and how to start running if you haven't done it before. Uh, With us tonight is Dr. Ann Moore, a sports medicine doctor at TRIA Orthopedic Center. She is a team physician for multiple sports teams and addresses orthopedic issues head-to-toe. She's married with three kids. I know those kids. And she's a runner. Yanti Ardi, is that how I pronounce that? that, Did I pronounce that okay? That is just fine. Thank you. Okay. She's originally from Indonesia. She's a singer, a voiceover talent. But her day gig and passion has been coaching endurance sports for both amateur and professional athletes since 2004. She's also finished three Ironman events, and we want to talk a little bit more. There's a huge list of things that she's done. Now for my buddy, the geezers of gear, my running team. David Ebrazo was born and raised in uh, Basel, Switzerland, and played soccer over there for 15 years. Then he moved to the U.S., has five marathons under his belt. He's competed in triathlons and has gotten back into biking big time. And his day gig is a music producer and songwriter. Bill Nolan is a running enthusiast, shoe hog, and instigator of the Geezers of Gear. He works as a religious educator in Minneapolis, and he occasionally works at Gear Running Store to feed his shoe habit. He writes a running blog and has seven marathons under his belt. And last but not least, Steve Schmidt. He's an Iowa farm kid that ran track cross-country in high school and has been an on-again, off-again runner for for many, many years. He's competed, completed, (laughs) and competed in five marathons. Uh, He runs for mental peace that comes from being outdoors and being with friends. He is on the road over 100 nights a year, and he does his best to stay fit and healthy on the road. Woo! I did Whoa. it. Welcome, everybody. How are you doing? Thank you, Paul. Nice job, Paul. Thank you. Thank you all for being here. Now, we are all based in Minneapolis, except for you, Yanti. Where are you now? I am in Jakarta, which is the capital of Indonesia, and we have almost as many people as the United States. No kidding. Well, Thank you for joining us today. Steve, you're also on the road. You said you're on the road 100 nights a year. You're like a rock star. Where do we find you in, uh, where do we find you tonight? I'm in the Kansas City, Lenexa suburb tonight, doing the work gig. So happy to be with you. Going to Kansas City. There you go. Kansas City, here I come. Man, it, it has been such a bizarre season, mostly for races being canceled, and but there's been virtual races, but... 
You know what's not canceled, everybody? Running. <laughs> Maybe running together in our pack. That's been a little bit uh, dicey. The Geezers of Gear, that's, uh, that's this club that we belong to. Uh, you have three of them. There's some charter members of the Geezers of Gear. But we've had a tough time getting together just because of the, the COVID thing. But we've run separately. Uh, and running is definitely not canceled. And I want to start off with you, Bill. Explain how the Geezers of Gear started, would you? Um, I'd start. Well, I it started first with you and I. We we reconnected after you know we knew each other in high school, which was years ago. Um, and then uh, I reconnected on Facebook. I saw some kind of workout stuff you were doing, and I had just started running. I'm kind of late to the running game. Um, I didn't, I didn't do my first 5k till I was 48. Um, I had always sort of tried running and found it really, really, really boring. Um, and then, uh, for a variety of reasons, uh, read a book and had a wife or, uh, at that point, um, engaged, someone I was engaged to who liked to run. And so I wanted to impress her. So I thought I better give this one more shot. Um, and I started running, uh, kind of just taking it slow and, and realizing that at that age, I was not going to win anything. And fell in love with it and started uh, working very part-time at Gear Running Store, reconnected with you within some races. And then when you and I started running together, then we pulled Davide into the group uh, and then uh, pulled Steve in. And the four of us just kind of, with our connection to the store, Gear had a running group. They still do. We haven't been able to do it, of course, during COVID, but had a running group every Saturday morning and every Wednesday night. And we'd try and go to as many of those as we could. And we were you know, probably four of the older members of the crowd. And uh, the name, I, don't, I, don't, I honestly don't remember where we got the name other than I think we were talking, we were sitting around one Wednesday night, I remember in the store with all these young kids who were, you know, running their, their easy seven minute miles just for fun and realized that that was probably not going to be our, uh, our, our group. So we were, we were the old guys and old guys of gear didn't sound right. So I think somebody just threw out the word geezer and it stuck. I've and, been uh, known to call myself a geezer and you for that matter, <laughs> a geezer. Yes. All right. Yeah. Uh, Davide doesn't, does, doesn't quite qualify yet because he doesn't turn 50 till the end of October, but um, yeah. he's sort of a geezer in training. That's right. And, and we are <laughs> or, just the guys, a, we're just the guys that train him in. We're just yeah. the guys that train him in. But yeah, I mean, then we started running together. We did some races, did some races locally together. We did our Chicago Marathon jaunt together a couple of years ago, um, which was a, a, a the probably maybe one of the funnest disasters we ever had running. It was a great trip and a terrible run, but that's okay. Um, but we had and, donuts uh, afterward. Yeah. So we, donuts we've been at this now for about, what, seven years? Six, seven years? That sounds about right, yes. That's about right? Yeah. yeah. So just real quickly. Oh, go ahead. 2013, yeah. I just Great. thought it would be fun because we're all runners on here. Uh, real briefly, and I'll start uh, with you, Steve. How did you start running, and why do you continue to run to this day? Um, wow. Um, so you grabbed a little bit of the, the bio. It just seemed like something, one sport that I could maybe do in in high school days, um, and I enjoyed it. it was was small enough town that I was good enough to to letter in it, and so that, that became a a little bit of identity even back in the early days. And then through college and off and on, I just found it a way to, um, yeah, I think the mental health and get away, a little bit of self-confidence to go out and run races and finish. Um, um, so that's kind of how I got started and into it and uh, occasionally get hurt and get banged down. But uh, um, that's what carried me through. Is that the whole question? That was the question, right? That how is the question. Yep. Did we lose, did we lose Anne? Nope, nope. I'm just putting on low power. Uh -huh. Getting the cord. Getting the cord, yep. <laughs> there you go. Well, how about if I just put you on the spot right away by your flowers and ask you? <laughs> this is Maybe I should put a little theme music behind the power thing here. Okay, there we go. She's back, ladies and gentlemen. Am I upside down or right? Upside now you're up. upside down. Which is wait. Like uh, here we on. go. We'll go this way. Perfecto. <laughs> That's okay. perfect. You're, okay, you're back on. 
sorry. I'm not editing any of that. That that was brilliant. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. And tell me a little bit about your journey with running. I know you like to run as well. Yeah. So I, I was just going to say, I think you all on the call here are much more avid runners, but I feel like I was always active as a kid. And I don't recall when I decided to start running. I just remember always being active and running around. So, but um, I, my passion is swimming and I think I started to supplement with running um, and I have, you know, done many races, but only one marathon, but I do love the, just the, the ease of running, how you can just head out your front door. And again, I, I love swimming, but that's a little bit more labor intensive. So um, I love the just ability to jump out the front door and, and run just to relax or burn a few calories or just stay active. Right. You don't need a reservation to go running, do you? <laughs> right. Or a lap lane. Or, yeah, exactly. Yanti, tell us about your running journey. Well, you know, Thanks so much for uh, having me, and it's great to meet everyone else, and shout out to uh, another swimmer here. However, <laughs> I started running because uh, it was like the the then version of Revenge Pod. I got dumped by an ex, and so, um, you know, what are you going to do except head out the door and start running? You know, you got to run the anger off. You got to do something. Um, and yes, yeah, you know, swimming's a little more difficult. So I just put on shoes and I started running. Um, uh, I was teaching at the time and a student was running AIDS Marathon. She asked me for a donation and she said, well, why don't you just do it? And I thought she was absolutely joking. I was about 40 pounds overweight, smoking, whatever. Um, but I couldn't get it out of my mind. And so I did the AIDS Marathon, got hooked in. And before you know, I started coaching. No wow. kidding. Wow. And here you are today doing it full time. Yeah. David, I don't think I asked you about your journey with running. Um, no, but uh, so I actually started in uh, 2001. Uh, running was uh, more like a cross sport for me because I was cycling at the time. And so running, I was just sporadically doing it. Um. But I got really into it when uh, my wife turned 40 and she had the idea to uh, run a half marathon in San Francisco to celebrate that event. And uh, so we trained together and we did it. And then that was shortly I met you, Paul, um, or actually we met before, but that's when uh, we were talking about that half marathon and you said, oh, you run? Well, yeah. maybe we should run together. and. You know, and that's that's how I started with you guys then too. So, you know, is running can be such a great social thing. I mean, I I so miss that social hang that we the geezers of gear have, and it, it you know there's accountability with having a group like the geezers, and it, there's inspiration in that and camaraderie. It's it's just a beautiful thing, and it, it's fun to have. A, a group of guys like you to be able to run with. Now let's jump right in here. So it's COVID. We got a bunch of new people taking up the sport of running. A lot of people just don't necessarily think, hey, I'm going to go take running lessons, like you take golf lessons or anything like that. Is it just as simple as strapping on some shoes? At, uh, and I'm going to ask uh, uh, Dr. Ann about that. Uh, is it as simple as that? Well, I think um, there's two factors. One is your form and, and how you run. And, and sometimes people do need a little help with that in terms of their stride, their cadence, their gait and all that. And looking to see whether you pronate if your feet roll in or you supinate your feet roll out. Some of those things can be corrected, which can optimize your running. But the other part of it is the conditioning piece. And that's where these couch to 5k programs or, or um, pathways that you can follow can be helpful in that you can just start with a fast walk transition to a light jog, then, you know, alternate days, but eventually get to running. But I think for people that uh, are relatively inactive, that transition, that slow transition is the best way to, to enjoy the running and not get frustrated, but also prevent injuries. Right. I remember when I first started running out, I don't know about you guys, but um, my body just went, what on earth are you doing to me? 
<laughs> and I would feel like I call it the creek, creek, crack, crack now because I'm used to it. That's my, I'm going to write a song to that. But there are some different uh, energies that are put on the body when you run. And I believe, in my estimation, there are some things you need to get used to. And then I'm going to stay with you on this. Um, what's the difference between being sore and just walking through that? And hey, and, and, and it's time to come and see you. What's the, where do you think that line is? Yeah, so to kind of decipher soreness from pain. Yes, thank and, you. Yeah, no, so I would say soreness is usually in that, you know, that day of, slightly day after kind of recovery phase where you have that achiness and you might have some focal area of pain, but but more when you start to think about injury issues, it's when that is that persistent pain and it, it can prevent you from getting back to continuing running. So people that have soreness, they can, you know, rest a day, go back and they're like, and they're able to return to running and not have much difficulty. But if you have an injury and there's, you know, can more consistent pain, you just like, if you're dealing with a stress fracture or something, you just can't continue to run. Right. And that's where I'm probably getting in to see somebody's more helpful. Now it's fun to have you on Yanti because Bill has a coach, and I'm not sure who else uh, uh, in in this talk has a coach. I don't. I consider my coach both, you know, the geezers of gear. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I'm not exactly sure. I think the jury's out on that. But uh, Yanti, will you speak to the advantages, especially for beginners and or and anywhere within the realm of running? Why is it an advantage to have a coach? Actually, uh, this really goes from beginners to uh, runners who run as a profession. That's how they make their money. And I do coach all levels. I love it. I, I enjoy it. Um, and this especially goes for the adult onset runners. Um, the best thing about a coach in running is to actually keep you from having to get to the point where you see Dr. Ann, no offense. I mean, I'd love to send you more business, but my business is to make sure I don't. So um, actually my, my main job really for almost everyone in running is to keep you running where you're at, not where you think you should already be. Hmm. Interesting. I think uh, if I can elaborate on that one, please. I remember when I started uh, running back in 2012, I was just running on one pace. And it was always go, 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 go as hard as I can. And only with time you get like smarter and you go slower for, for trainings day. And uh, I think that has something to do uh, with getting injured is when you when you always go full, and so there there are different uh, workout units that you kind of want to do, and it's not always go go go. So and maybe Yanti, you 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 can elaborate on that too. Uh. If I might for a second, um, I think that if you think about track sprinters, you know the folks that we. We all know and think about Carl Lewis, Usain Bolt. You would be shocked at how much slow, easy running they do. And that's in order to hammer out a 100, 200-meter sprint. Um, you take that out to like a half marathon or marathon level or even, you know, your 5K fun run. And you're thinking about actually doing a lot of really easy, super enjoyable, I call it conversational level running, it actually, in order to perform your best, even at those, like what you would think of shorter endurance distances, 5K. Hmm. Bill, you've had a coach for, Coach Dave, for two years or one year? A little over a year. Um, a year it, was a, it was a year in June that, we, that I started working with him. So that this guy, okay. So first of all, you started off the year with an injury. I did, um, and we're going to get uh, into injuries in a second. But yep. since we're on coaches, tell me the effect that Dave has had on your running life. 
Uh, well, it, really, I mean, it, it kind of affirms both with what David and Yanti have been saying. Uh, what the first thing that he did, I mean, the first thing that he did is sort of looked at my history, um, and it was and saw that David, much like what you were saying, my my five k races and my everyday training runs were the same pace, um, and neither was fast. <laughs> they were, but, uh, but they were both. I, I had I had one gear. And it wasn't it, it, for me. It was all out, but it wasn't. It wasn't fast, and I, and I wasn't getting. I wasn't getting any faster. And I had a couple of nagging injuries, and and so when I started working with with Dave, he was the first thing he did is is kind of break up and, and remind me. And this is something that this is part of that you know that accountability thing you talked about with, with the geezers. You guys remind me of this too. Uh, but you know, eighty percent of my running should be at an easy pace. Um, you know, I have one workout a week. I had to, I just finished today about a half hour ago. Um, I, I had a, a, a workout at 10, 10, 400s at a pretty, at a pretty fast pace, but everything else this week will be a minute and a half to two minutes slower than that pace. And that kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's like anything that you do in a way that there, there are times you go all out and there are times that you, you have to go at a different speed um, just to give your body a chance to rest, your body a chance to recover and those were all the things that, you know, when I got into running, I thought the goal, the purpose of running was to go as fast as you can from point A to point B. <laughs> um, and then I couldn't figure out why I got two blocks down the street and was exhausted and tired and coughing up a lung and bored out of my mind. Well, <laughs> you know, I learned a few things, um, both both running with, with other people, but also with, with a coach who's like, yeah, okay, that, that's not the point of this. Uh, the, the point of this is to figure out, you know, Yanti, you said it too. And, and so my coach says, his, his job is, is to, just to take me where I am now. Uh, that, that, that's the starting point. It's not to just say, okay, you have to reach this goal. You have to, you have to get to this. But where, where are you now? Let's build from there. Um, if in, injuries, when I, when I started, when I got, uh, had some problems with my Achilles, the first thing he did was shut me down. And I was like, no, 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 I can, I can run through it. You know, that line that we all hear that, you know, no pain, no gain. Um, and, yeah, no, it really doesn't. You know, one of the, one, I mentioned before, one of the, one of the books that I read when I started was that, the book Born to Run, which you're probably familiar with. And there's a great line in there that, that I love that when, when Chris McDougall's coach says to him, if you think you're working too hard, you probably are. And so back off a little bit. You're only going to hurt yourself. You're only going to do yourself harm. And you know, it's not like you aren't going to win anyway. So the goal is for you to do the best that you can do, not to go out there and kill yourself uh, and get and think that there's some great reward for it at the end. So really, what what my coach has done is he's he slowed me down. Um, he broke things up. And the irony, of course, to all of that is I am running way faster today than I ever imagined was even possible. Uh, and it's still not, you know, I'm still not going to hit any podiums anytime soon, <laughs> but it's, it's way more efficient. Um, it's way less, it's, I mean, my injuries are managed much, much better. Um, and it, it just, it gave me a, another level of accountability. He's got a training plan and I'm, you know, I'm running these days and I've got to put it in on an app and he's going to see it. And right. And, uh, you know, if it's, if there's a day that's like, you know what, I just don't have it today. Okay. Well, that's fine. We'll talk about that and we'll move on. Um, but it's also, it's another level of, yep. You know, I do, I, if I want to get better, I do need to do this. Um, and it's, I mean, that, that's been the biggest benefit to me is just having well, I, somebody. For sure. He, I mean, he, some of the things that you share with the, our little text group and I guess it's more bragging than anything else. Now, Bill, isn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look, I've run a five-second well, mile and yeah, all these things. It's bragging and it's shame. I want to make you guys. I want to make me feel good and you guys feel lousy about yourselves. I mean, that's thank you, and we love you for that. Sometimes, yeah, not all the time. See, let's talk a little bit about prevention of injury. I guess the first question is, and what is the what's the most common injury you're seeing with running? We're going to break away for a second here so I can tell you about a couple really important items. Number one, we have a brand new highlights page on YouTube. We want you to check it out. It's especially made by our intern, Jake Miller, for people who don't have quite enough time to sit through the entire video podcast. 
It's a great way to catch up on some great tidbits of information from all of our guests. You're going to have to search for it, I'm afraid, just simply because we need more subscribers on there in order for us to get a custom URL. But it's Music on the Run Highlights. You know what else is on there, you guys? A brand new feature that we've been doing strictly on Fridays. It's called Funk Friday. Got to have a little funk for your weekend. We feature great musicians, some former guests, some future guests, and it's a little one to two minute vignette of us jamming and funking out. And it's a great way to kick off your weekend. It's called Funk Fridays every Friday. Check it out. It's on the Music on the Run Highlights Reel. And of course, you'll find it on Facebook and Instagram as well. All right, let's get back to the interview. What's the most common injury you're seeing with running? I would have to say probably overuse. Um, And so, as I said, I see athletes or patients of all ages, but um, I think in this age group, when I've just kind of used 40 as this random cutoff number, but I feel like there's a fair amount of more women that are trying to do these intense workouts and they're trying to work out as if they were 25 and, and then they're coming in with these injuries and they, you know, their, their shoulders hurt because they're doing 50 burpees in a row. And so I kind of came up with this rule of, uh, you know, it's not a hard and fast rule, but a suggestion to people that after the age of 40, consider never running back to back days and do, I call it a four two one regime of you run four days a week, you cross train two days a week and you rest one day a week. So you run cross, you run rest, you run cross. So you're always alternating and then mixing up your use of other muscles um, to help avoid injuries. Hmm. So let's talk a little bit about injury recovery. Uh, what does TRIA do to help people like us? Because we've all had our share of injuries, and we want to we want to keep showing up because we like to run, believe it or not, yeah, right. and we like each other most of the time, and we want to <laughs> hang out and we want to go run. Right. So, so tell us what Tria does for physical therapy to help people get back on their feet, so to speak. Right. So usually it's it's a really thorough evaluation starting from the the toe feet on up. We call it the kinetic chain. So the feet all the way up through the waist, including the core, to see what does your foot alignment look like? What's your stride look like? Formal running evaluation can be super helpful for people that, you know, maybe doing a little bit of a whip kick or their arm pump is off or their hip dropping, you know, pelvis dropping, that kind of thing. So um, they'll always start with a formal evaluation. If we've uh, suspected any concern for, you know, early arthritis or stress injury, we've done some imaging. So we've kind of ruled out anything, you know, bad where we would say you should probably shouldn't run for a short time. Right. And then, you know, I always try to look at runners feet to, again, as we talked about, are they flat footed or they have high arches? Do they, could they benefit from a, a insert in their shoe or what kind of shoe would they benefit best from? And I am a huge uh, uh, fan of gear running store. Uh, the owner, Paul, I've, I've seen him before in clinic and, and he's been very generous about help, you know, when patients go in to see uh, him or their store for shoes. So always making sure a person's in the right shoe wear as well. So the PT will look at core, look at stride. Hamstrings are a big issue for people that when you have tight hamstrings, your stride is a lot shorter and choppier. I say the same thing to skaters, hockey players. Hockey players are notorious for short or tight hamstrings, which causes a short skating stride. But runners also typically just do not have any glute muscles. They have flat butts. And, and yeah, there you go. You and in, in most. You know. I mean, I've come to you with these problems before. <laughs> yes. Nothing personal, but yes, I do know that your, your glutes well. are weak. Yeah, but, strict. No, I've got the Norwegian back end. It's just flat. Yes. There's nothing there. Yeah. But I the get more no you, Yeah. The more you stabilize your, your pelvis with your glutes and your core, the benefit of downstream is you have more stability. So. Steve, I want to talk about, uh, with you a little bit. Uh, so we've been in the geezers of gear for, let's say, seven years. You, this was at this time last year, had an injury. Right. You know, would you like right. to talk a little <laughs> bit about that? And, and the reason I want to do this is because it, it's a success story. And I think it'd be cool to inspire some folks 
that may have some similar uh, issues, let's just say. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. And, and uh, to build on, you know, my injury was not running related. Um, it was a, a simple fall that uh, ripped apart my quadricep tendons. Um, and so that became a rather extensive TRIA repair surgery that had my, you know, try to reattach quads and then um, not using that muscle group for three to four months while those tendons start to heal. And then I'm trying to retrain a set of quadricep muscles to be training again. And um, I like your comment earlier, Ann, and I think you build on it, Ante, that, you know, that was a, you're, you're always on some kind of a pathway in your running profile, right? And when you go back to square zero, you want to move forward at a faster pace to get back to where you're at sooner. Um, and that's not, not necessarily the right thing to do. Um, so I'm able to run. I'm able to run probably as far as I want to, but it's sore two or three days later. And so I've got to still watch the miles. I still got to know where I'm at um, on my pathway to what I want to get to. But yes, very much so a success story in that uh, um, after laying in the boundary waters, um, waiting for the three hours for the great search and rescue group to come and carry me out on a gurney, you know, this young, strong, vibrant marathon runner um, getting carried out on a gurney is pretty humiliating. Um, but yet, you know, today I'd be the one to go carry somebody else out. And, uh, and that it's, it is possible to recover, but um, at the age as a geezer might be, um, patience is a key thing, but keeping after it. Well, and you have, uh, it is a success story. You are going back up to that place where you were carried out. Yeah, in two weeks, I'm going back up and going to hike in, and I'm going to sit on that same rock, and we'll just see what the mind says to me yeah. about how I was there before a year ago and, and see we, what it might say. Yeah, you got you got to let us know. I want to see will pictures. Be interesting. I want to yeah. know. <laughs> so let's yeah. talk. Okay, so we have a lot of people who listen to this podcast because of the musical guests that I have on here. And my hope is that we inspire them to get off the couch and start, which is usually the hardest thing. Um, who haven't we heard from in a while? Uh, Yanti, why don't you tell us the best way to go from couch to any kind of distance this, and, and, and do it in a safe manner. And you guys can jump in and, and uh, give your own advice as well. Uh, Paul, I'm so grateful you asked, and this segues perfectly with singing. Um, I, I even do this with my professional runners. If you're coming right off the couch, or if you're coming back from an injury, and I need you to do a, a large, large part of your running very, very slow, I am going to make you sing. I don't care what you sing. You sing me Twinkle, Twinkle Little Star. You make up a song. I don't care. But you do not run faster than you can sing. Interesting. That's a good strategy. You started something here, Yanti. <laughs> In our next run, Paul will sing his whole catalog. <laughs> I'm I don't want to, these guys will be asleep on their feet. They'll be like, oh, no more Paul songs. No. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> oh my God, that is so funny. So that's wow. taking that that's taking that conversational run and even a step lower because it does take more breath control to sing, right? That you're saying, young it people. Does. Okay. It does. And, and, does. and again, and I apologize, but I just don't I don't want to see people getting to where you're at. I okay. do also want to emphasize though that um, if you are a new runner or coming back from injury without a good coach. Um, it's so important that if you're gonna do stuff like gait analysis form, that you go to someone like Anne or work with a physical therapist that someone like Anne recommends. Um, your average PT who you know does rehab work, that's just not gonna cut it. You really need someone who specializes in running and understands how all the parts work together and how an injury in one place is going to affect 
another part of your body, even all the way up to your shoulders or neck. True. Yes. When our uh, physical therapists do their uh, running analyses, they videotape and they do it from three angles. So it's, you know, you you almost underappreciate how complex running can be when you think you just, all you should be doing is pumping your arms and moving your feet. But it's, it's more intricate than that. So. So I suppose it's a good idea and safe to say that before you go try to train for your first marathon or half marathon, you might want to have a conversation with your physician. Sure. Right. And that's a good point. It's not just, you know, musculoskeletal injuries, making sure from a, you know, cardiovascular standpoint, you're as healthy. If you have asthma or anything like that, you know, making sure that exercise induced asthma is well controlled. Yeah. There's other variables other than just, you know, musculoskeletal issues. No dropping dead allowed on music on the run. (laughs) Rule number one. Not on your gifts. (laughs) You know why I run? I just I just remembered that one of my inspirations for running is because I love ice cream. (laughs) Yes. And so so, the more I run, the more I can eat ice cream. Although I have to admit, this year's been a little different, and I'm okay, but. there needs to be a few more miles going on for me, but uh, that is one little uh, bonus that I give myself if I go out and have a nice run. With the amount of ice cream I like to eat, I need to run about 200 miles a week. <laughs> uh, and I, that's, I got I to gotta balance that a little bit more. Um, I'd like to jump in and talk a little bit about gear. Um, we live in Minnesota. It's hot. It's humid. It's freezing. I think I covered all the seasons, didn't I? That's <laughs> the same day. Yeah, that's true. Let's talk, first of all, Bill's favorite subject, shoes. <laughs> <laughs> now, Ann, you had brought up the fact that in a good quality shoe store, they're going to yeah. look at your gait. And tell me one more time what they're looking for, and then, Bill, maybe you can speak to why they're looking for these things and how that perfect shoe comes in. I, I think probably more than anything, it's, it's foot alignment and foot motion. So if, when you stand still, you would diagnose somebody with either pes planus, neutral, or pes cavus, how their foot aligns. But when they're in motion, then you talk about whether they're running neutral, pronating, or supinating. So, um, and then also, to, you know, where's, if they're a, a big heel striker, if they're a toe runner, all those things uh, can change what type of running shoe is ideal for them. I just saw a kid today and the, the dad asked me why, why his calves were so big. And I said, asked him, I said, are you a toe runner? And he said, yes. And his heel cord, you know, his calf muscles and his Achilles were extremely tight. So all he did was run on his tiptoes. He's got these huge calves. But again, he's much better off rolling through his foot strike better. So note to self: bigger calves, yes. toe run, toe runner, big oh, yeah. toe shoes or toe run. Oh wait a minute, I've got them both. That's all I got it covered. So, Bill, how does that translate into what you do and how you help Paul over at Gear Running Store? And then, uh, guys, I'd love for you to chime in because I am not a gear hound like my friend Bill. So this is educational for me. Well, and I'm nothing compared to, so you can get on some of these running blogs and boy, I mean, they, they've got entire rooms of their house devoted to running gear. Um, I have a, I have one closet that I've taken over, but that's about it. Um, but I also live with, with my wife and two daughters. So closet space is, is <laughs> not something I'm ever going to get enough of. But, you know, one of the things that people, people will ask sometimes, too, you know, what's, what's the best running shoe? So there is no such thing as the best running shoe. There, there, there may be, there may, you know, I have favorite running shoes. I have shoes that work for me. I have shoes that, that I feel good in when I'm running and that don't cause, you know, that don't cause me pain or that don't, that, that just fit right. But everyone's foot is different. Everyone's gait is different. And so you know, that's why when you walk into a running store, when you walk into gear and you see the wall, you know, there's 75 shoes on that wall. I, something like that. I don't know exactly how many. Um, but, and, and for somebody, every one of those shoes is the right shoe. Um, and so, you know, a lot of times you get out, you get these shoe reviewers say, well, it's the best shoe of the year. It's only the best shoe of the year if it works for your foot and if it works for your gait and if it works for your body size and everything else. And if There's it looks a couple cool. general rules of thumb, I think that, that, 
you know, Paul certainly has, and he taught me, um, and not everyone subscribes to them, but um, in general, you know, you want to, you want to have as, as little shoe as you can get away with because big bulky shoes sometimes tend to overcorrect things and can actually cause more injuries than, than, than what they prevent. So you want, you want the most, you want as much, as little correction as you can get away with. Some people still need more. And so there are stability shoes that are motion control shoes. Um, but the, you know, the old idea that well, if you're, you know, I, I am not, you can only see my, my head and shoulders here. I do not have a runner's body. Um, so, but, but the old school of thought would be, well, I must need some sort of big running shoe to handle my body size. And that isn't necessarily the case. In fact, some of my favorite running shoes are super light. Um, but I've learned how to, I've, I've, they've, I've learned how to run in them. So people come into the store and they say, well, what's a good running shoe for somebody? I need, I need something that's got a lot of comfort. Okay, well, <laughs> you know, ev again, everything's got comfort. Um, it depends on whether or not it's comfort for your foot or not. You know, I've had I've all you guys, all, all three of you, run in different shoes. That's true. Uh, and different shoes work work differently for you. Um, the point, the thing is, I think to try on a bunch of different things. You know, don't, and I will. You know, here's here's a plug for for gear itself. Um, is uh, you know the the um, big box stores that sell running shoes, you know, you you may go in and talk to somebody in their running shoe department who the day before was selling water skis. So I would suggest, I suggest to people go to an actual running shoe store, right. go talk to people who know runners, who know runners bodies, who can look at your gate, who can spot some things, who can, who can have you do, like, do a couple squats in the store and see if you pronate <laughs> or if you supinate or if your feet are flat, who, where you can try on five or six different pairs of shoes. I would say if somebody comes into gear and they say, you know, I need, unless they come in and say, you know, I've run an issue all the time. I just, and I just need a new one. I need the next model up. They're in and out in five minutes. But otherwise, you know, we probably spend a half hour to 45 minutes with each customer just getting a sense of trying on some different things, see what works for you, go outside, run around the block. That's not it, itself. That's not even enough of a test, but it, give, it gives them some idea of whether the shoe is going to work for them or not. Right. Um, right. And so, you know, it's all good. It's, it's just whether or not it's good for you. Well, I remember when I first started running, I, uh, again, my body was going, what are you doing to me? But. I my, I had uh, I think I had the wrong size shoe to begin with. This had nothing size to do with the bill, and I my toenails started to go. Bye 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 <laughs> bye bye, and it's lovely. My toes are beautiful to begin with. Not ask my wife. She's like, yeah, get those things away from me. Anyway, <laughs> TMI, right? But <laughs> but you know you can hurt yourself. In the wrong gear is would you uh, would you say that? Yeah, yeah, uh, and and again, running shoes fit you differently than your everyday shoes. Um, yes. You know, to say well, you know, I, I always, I, you know, I, I my my work shoes are a size size nine, so I need a size nine running shoe. No, <laughs> you, you don't. And across brands, sizing, I, I would love to tell everybody a size nine is a size nine is a size nine, but it's not. Across different brands different brands fit differently and across different models within the same brand, they might fit differently. Um, and no one has got, you know, a, a size, I, I've got super large feet. So, I mean, I take a size 14 in a perfect world. If they made a 13 and three quarters, that's what probably what I would need. So no one's fit is going to be perfect. Um, you know, we don't, we don't have custom made shoes, but most of us anyway, don't have shoes custom made for us. The elite runners might, but other than that, so we've got to kind of find what's, what's going to fit us the best and it's going to change from shoe to shoe and from model to model. But yeah, you have the, you have the wrong size. And like you said, you're going to, you're going to find out what a black toenail means. You're going to be in trouble. The other thing that I want to bring up is that, yeah, we've have, we have our three seasons, hot, sweaty, and freezing. There, I mean, people don't think we can run in the weather that we have here in Minneapolis in the winter. But I learned you can because the equipment for that is so outstanding and it's beautiful to run outside. I prefer running when it's cold. Did I say that? I want it to be cold. But, but it's, it feels better on my body. I feel like I can run better. It's like airplanes run better in colder air. So does this runner. Uh, and the equipment that they have nowadays is great. 
I'm not going to get into everything that we have, but we've got the watches that we can share things on Strava together. We can encourage each other from there. It's a real community, I feel, that we have here. We've just got a little bit of time left, and because this is music on the run, I am curious, and I'm going to go around the room here, and Steve, I'll start with you. Music when you run or no music when you run? And if so, who are you listening to? Um, I'm all I'm ex, I'm a no music when I run. Um, okay. I will have parts of lyrics of different songs that are run through my head, but they're just there 10 or 20 seconds and I move on to something else. Um, let me so tell I, you why because you are the, the mayor of the city of lakes. <laughs> yes. This gentleman says hello to every runner he goes by. I mean, really, he yeah. is the most positive guy. He's like, morning runner. Looking good, runner. Keep it up, runner. <laughs> really, that's the guy. That's this guy right here. Uh, thank you, Paul. Thank you for that. No, you're such a good guy. What about you, Davide? I do. I actually do. And uh, sometimes I, I kind of put even a playlist together uh, to kind of get to keep me going. Uh, I can't listen to like Pink Floyd while running. Uh, I need to something more energetic that that it kind of keeps me going. Um, on the bike, although on the bike, uh, I do listen to podcasts more than than the music. So, yeah. Yanti, you're you're a musician. You're a singer. Do you run with music? Swim with music? I am. Sorry to be a jerk and a purist in this regard, but <laughs> other, than yourself, <laughs> other than yourself singing, I almost always forbid it. Unless you're, you know, you just need to go out for that run and you need to stick the earbuds in your ears and just do it. I absolutely understand that. There are times when you actually just need to throw the training plan out the window and just go for a run however you want to. Um, in, in training, whether you're by yourself or in a group, uh, I really go for the listen to your body thing. Um, another thing that runners do when they're listening to music and they're supposed to be following a training plan is that they will speed up with the catchier, you know, thumpier songs, and then they'll slow down for the smoother, sweeter songs. And that's not exactly what you're aiming for. Mm. Sure. No, I get that. I'm a little disappointed in you, but I get that. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> I, I make people sing. Nobody else does that. <laughs> Although you make people sing when they're getting off the couch and they're first starting to run. So we forgive you for that. Oh, no. And, I make my professional runners sing too. They and what need about to be you? held back, you know, when they need to be held back. Got it. What about you, Anne? Are you a music person when you're uh, doing your physical activities or not? More recently now, since I uh, can put my iPods in, I'm listening to music. And I, I never used to, but I can run further and and not be paying attention to the little aches and twinges at all. I, I'm more listening to the music. And I have, like, several, as most people do, several different playlists. So I'm usually using listening to my country pumped up or my old rock. And so it's all usually a faster or at least a pace, you know, that, and then if I want to cool down, I'll switch to my, you know, my slower music, but I find I can just be so much more just distracted, but yet enjoy the run more when I'm listening to music. And the problem is though, I sometimes want to use my arm dance kind of stuff. <laughs> I can't do that when I'm running around the lake, but at I night, love that. A bit darker, I can do that. <laughs> That's awesome. How about you, Bill? What's your journey with running? Are you, I already know the answer to this, but. Yeah, it depends on what, like how tired I get of listening to you guys talk. But um, <laughs> I, I go, I go back and forth. Um, I, I, and and I, one of the things that you know, it's kind of interesting when your other when I've watched and listened to other podcasts, and they they talk about how running has has worked its way into their music life, and I, I kind of look at it a little bit reversed. What what running has done for me is it's introduced me to new kinds of music I might not listen to because. I've developed playlists for the pace that I want to run. So it isn't just a matter of putting on 30 minutes of my favorite songs because that might, that may take me all over the place. That might have me sprinting. I might have me jogging. I might have me doing everything. So there's actually a kind of a work to do to put together a playlist of, of a, a, a pace of music that is going to have me running the cadence I want to run. 
Um, and I, I, I will say, if, if I'm not listening to you talk, half the time I'm listening to you sing because <laughs> a lot, of, a good lot friend. of our stuff actually is perfect for the kinds of paces I want to run. So the, the, the address for the check, Paul, is four one. Yeah, there we go. Thank you. I say that seriously um, there, because there is, there, it, it's, it's, it's kind of perfect pacing for certain tempo runs. And so I've got my Paul Peterson playlist. I've got my family playlist. I got my print stuff. I've got other things though, that, that, that are, that are mixes that are, that have me running from a, a slow start to a, a pickup pace at the end where it, so that I'm not focused on, especially if I'm running alone, I'm not focused on, Oh God, there's the band shell at the end of the lake. And I have to get to the band shell and I got to get to the end of the lake. And I got, it's, I want, it's, I want, I want, what's the next song? It's got me thinking about the music. So, right. Well, oh, I, I think it's, oh, yeah. we would put together a playlist of you singing and I would, I would run to that all day long. Oh, right on. Well, Hey, I may have to do that. Thank you all I mean, for being a part of this. And where do we find you? Because I, you're, you're just such a gracious person and such a knowledgeable doctor. We'd love to be able to find you. You're so sweet. Uh, I'm at TRIA Orthopedic Center, and I'm at the uh, Bloomington site. Now, we have multiple sites all around the city, but the original one at Bloomington, that's where I'm at. And that is Minnesota. That's for our Minnesota runners. Yeah, Bloomington, Minnesota. Yanti, if we want you as a coach, how do we find you? Google Yanti Triathlon, and you will find me. Great. That's Y-A-N-T-I. Got it. Davide, if we want you to produce a song on us, how do we find you? Uh, go to uh, f5soundhouse.com. F5soundhouse. And Bill, tell me a little bit about, uh, we'll see you at gear, but tell us a little bit about your blog and how to find the blog. Uh, the blog will... <laughs> The blog will be the guy, one of the guys who's helping me running, who's also kind of an honorary geezer at once in a while, um, is we're, we're just about ready to go. Um, it will be at, uh, the site will be accidentalmystic.org, um, all one word. Um, it's, and it'll be a significant amount of it is about running, but it's about sort of the spiritual side of running for me and what that, what that, how those two connections have been made um, with this kind of short five, 700 word blog entries. Uh, hopefully get people some things to think about um, and, and what running has meant to me just in terms of getting in touch with creation and getting in touch with other people and things bigger than myself. Great. Steve, what, what can we push for you, my friend? Um, I think you can push all my other friends here, you know, get a coach, go to Tria, go to Accidental Mystics, <laughs> listen to Paul Peterson saying, and, and then just get aspirational, get your music career going and have Davide kind of, Cut a, cut a jam for you. Make it all happen, guys. That's and then a, just say hi back to me when you see me around the lakes. There you yes. go. If someone says hi to you, it's probably him. <laughs> you guys have been awesome. Thank you for, for being a part of this first running show. It will not be the last. I think people are going to get so much out of this. That's it for us here at Music on the Run, our first running show. We will see you in a couple of weeks. We're out. Music on the Run was hosted by yours truly, St. Paul Peterson. Edited and produced by my buddy, Davide Razo. Video editing by Ivan Sebastianov. And a very special thanks to the people who financially support this podcast. And remember, I run so I can eat ice cream.